What's up, guys? I am so happy you're here. I'm your host, Katrina Richardson, and you're listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast, where we take a look at the painful things that we go through in life and discover how God can use them for a purpose, for His purpose. My prayer through this podcast is that you will be reminded on a weekly basis that even though times are hard and just because you don't understand all the whys doesn't mean God can't use this and turn it into a beautiful, beautiful testimony. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Purpose Through Pain. We are continuing with our kind of trek, talking to different people with different adoption experiences for National Adoption Month. And so today we are going to be talking to Kristen Diaz um, and her journey to adoption. And so Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, y'all can't see it, but she is holding her little bitty two and a half month old baby, uh, on this interview. So if you hear a coup, just know it's right there. (laughs) Um, so Kristen, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, tell us who you are, your family, all that. Yeah, I am Kristen Diaz. Um, I'm married to my husband, Charlie Diaz, and, um, we just adopted our little two month old, little over two month, um, Lucia Diaz. And, um, yeah, we've been married for almost four years in November. So, um, we, you know, we were super excited to get started with our family and then some bumps in the road. And then two years later, we've got Lucia. So yeah, we live in Arlington, Texas. Um, and I'm a teacher, so I teach threes and my husband works for, um, TxDOT, Texas department of transportation. So, um, yeah, we're excited to, I'm excited to be on this today. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about all of that, your journey up to being able to bring Lucia home. Um, And so just kind of starting us out, like we all know life never goes according to plan. If it went according to our plan, I don't know what we would do, Um, but it doesn't. And so what, what, if this would have gone according to your plan, what was your and your husband's plan initially for growing your family? How did y'all see that going? So when we literally the first time we went on a date, which was um, the day after Halloween 2016, so November 1st, (laughs) um, we talked about how we both wanted to adopt, but we wanted to adopt, you know, after we had our first biological child, we would adopt later. And um, that was our plan was to have at least one biological child and then start the process and um, adopt an infant. And, you know, we, that was not what God's plan was. Um, we started to try to get pregnant back in, oh, let's see, it was early, probably 2019. And then, um, got pregnant in 2020, had a miscarriage, got pregnant again in 2020, had another miscarriage. And then, um, it was actually the same, it was November. It was, um, at church, we had an adoption, a whole thing at church. And they were like, you could go talk to people about adoption agencies were all there. And so we were like, we'll look into it. You know, like we're, we're definitely interested. We've always been interested. So we were like, we'll definitely look into it. And, um, there we kind of just started talking to people and we were like, I feel like this is what the Lord's calling us to do now. And so November of 2020, we started the process and we didn't officially sign our contract until January of 2021. But um, so, yeah, it's been a long road. <laughs> but um, so that's kind of how it started. We've always wanted to do it. It was never like a second option 
to like our, you know, infertility and miscarriage. It was never that it was always going to happen, but, um, it was always going to happen in the Lord's timing. So that's kind of what we had to comprehend and get our mind wrapped around was like, this is not going to be exactly what we want or when we want. So, um, yeah, we just started praying about it right after that day at church. And, um, the Lord was like, it's time. And so we took a few months, you know, to kind of fill out some stuff and start the process, but yeah, we officially started in January of 2021. So that's awesome. So it was always something that y'all were planning on doing. And then it was just like, God's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to tweak your plan a little bit. Um, yes. And <laughs> he always knows what he's doing though. So how many miscarriages did you say that you had prior? Prior to the process, we had two. And then during the process, we had one. So that was, we had a very unexpected pregnancy in the middle of our um, adoption process in January, 2022. So um, that was unexpected. And we actually had to stop the adoption process at that point um, with our previous agency we started with. And cause we were like, we can't, you know, be pregnant have a child and adopt at the same time. Cause this could literally happen at the same time. We didn't know. And so we were like, you know, we're going to have to tell them we have to stop. And so, um, we did. And then we, it was, it was a crazy story, but we got back into it with another agency that they were partnered with and started right back where we were. So, um, it was a crazy situation. We literally thought like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to start completely over with this whole process, which had already taken us at that point, a year, I guess at that point in January, 2022. So we were like, Oh my gosh, we're already a year in. And then we're going to have to like stop and start completely over. But then we didn't, it was amazing. It was literally, I mean, it was the Lord, like it was crazy. They just, they called me and I guess it was January, late January of 2022, right after my third miscarriage. And they were like, um, you know, you're still on the list with us. Y'all are clients with us. Would you like to continue? And we were like, Yes. Cause we had been researching other places. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we're going to have to, I mean, it's going to be three years before we even do this again. <laughs> like it was crazy. So it was really, it was really amazing. And so we, we started with them and we ended up adopting through them. Lucia. So <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. It's so cool to see the Lord's timing working through that. Um, and you didn't need like, he, he was already ahead, you know, he already knew what was going to happen and was preparing that for y'all. So as you kind of said, like at first y'all had already been going through it for a year and then that wasn't even the end of it. It's a long process to adopt. So mm-hmm. for those of us who haven't gone through the adoption process, kind of walk us through what that looks like. Start to bringing her home. Yeah. So, um, the very beginning was pretty much just researching different agencies. So, um, we, of course, like I said, at the beginning in November of 2020, we kind of started talking to some agencies that had come to our church And, um, we have a bunch of friends that have adopted. And so we were like, you know, we're going to get with them, chat with them, kind of ask, you know, who they're with, ask them questions about the adoption. Cause we were very like, we wanted an ethical adoption. We wanted, um, services and resources for the birth moms after placement. And so we didn't want them just like, you know, drop the birth mom, never talk to him again. Like that wasn't what we wanted. We wanted a very ethical adoption. It's like, that was huge for us. So we talked to a few, um, some in Florida, some in Dallas, you know, everywhere. And then um, we ended up with a consulting agency, which is kind of a new thing. It's, um, they're more of like a go-between. So like they are partnered with a bunch of different agencies. So like those agencies, when they have a birth mom, they reach out to Cradled and Grace, which is who we were with as a consulting agency. 
And they're like, Hey, we have a birth mom. We have this baby, you know, they give us the information and they ask us if we want to show our profile. And, um, so there's a lot more chance to get matched quicker with that process with a consulting agency. So, um, and some of our friends were with them. So we decided to go with them and they were amazing. We love Tiffany so much. She was our caseworker and, um, super great. And then of course, January, 2022 hit and we had to stop. So, um, but then we ended up picking back up with an agency in Dallas. So, um, it was great. It was close to home. And so we did that. And then the next step was like, get your home study done, which is, you know, an in-depth of your home pretty much in your life. (laughs) Just somebody coming in and asking, um, and our background checks, fingerprints, Um, and that takes, you know, a few, a little while, like that takes a few months to get that done. And so we did that and then passed all of that, got all that done. And then we did, um, the profile book, which is really a huge part of the adoption. I like, at first I didn't really, you know, I was like, Oh, profile book. So fun. Like, it's kind of like scrapbook, you know, like of your family and your life. And then you really think about it and you're like, this is the only thing these birth moms see, you know, before they meet you. And so we were like, Oh my gosh, that's like a lot of pressure, but at the same time, it was super fun. Cause I, yeah, I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. I like, I document everything and I have pictures. So I knew like it would be a fun part of the process. And, um, so we, we found a really sweet company, um, love makes and Danny, she was the girl who did our book. Um, and she just, I just sent her all the pictures. I sent her the write-up of every page and she just put it together for us. And, um, it was great. She got it printed. We had 10 copies and they sent it to our agency. So, um, once the agency reaches out to us, we then say, you know, yes, we want to show our profile or no, not this time. And so when they do, they show that book to the birth moms or it's digital too. So either way they could show it to them. Um, but yeah, that was kind of our process leading up to like, when you get a call of like, Oh, we have a birth mom who wants to meet you, you know, but we, we never received that call until her until June of 2022. So, um, we had never gotten that far. We'd always just showed our profile, but we were never chosen. And so, um, yeah, I mean, to get that call, we were like, we're waiting on this call of like, you know, a birth mom decided to, they liked our profile book and they wanted to mm-hmm. meet us. And so that kind was like when that we awkward awkward standstill where you're like, I've done everything. Yeah. And now we just wait, how long are we yes. going to wait? And it was a really weird time too. Cause it was kind of the end of COVID when we started, like not the end, but the end of 2020. And so COVID yeah. had started, you know, March of 2020. And so it was really, really, really slow. Like they had never experienced this before ever. So we were, I mean, we would wait months to even get any information of like, Hey, there's a birth mom you want to show. And so it was, it was hard to wait. That was, that was the hardest part was just waiting to get information to show our profile. I mean, it wasn't even a, a you know, a sure thing. It was just showing your profile. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it took us now almost two years to even, you know, to even get her. So yeah. when she, um, when was she born? She was born July of 2022, the end of July. Okay. So almost, it wasn't quite two years, I guess it would have been two years in January. No. <laughs> Somewhere between a year and a half and two years. I know it's crazy. No. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been two years in January. So it was a little less like it's 18 okay. months it's or okay. so. okay. You've got mom brain right now. Yeah. Totally I do. <laughs> it's very real. <laughs> um, so how long was it from the time y'all got the call to the time? y'all brought her home. We got the call 
in June. So it really wasn't that long. It was probably a month. We um, got the call like mid June and then we maybe beginning of June. And then um, we met her immediately. Like we got the call on a Monday and then we met her on like a Wednesday. So um, it was only a few days. We met her in Allen. She lives up farther up in Dallas, but um, we, we met her and we instantly clicked. I mean, she was, she's so great, very sweet. She has three other kiddos. So um, she has three step siblings. So, um, which is exciting. We're so excited for her to meet them when she's older, you know, but um, yeah, her mom is so great. And we just instantly clicked. And um, so from that day, we were officially matched with her. And then from there, we met her for a few appointments and then we went in, it was time for delivery and she had a C-section. So it was kind of planned. So it was easier to be there for that. We were, yeah, she gave birth in Dallas. So it was really close to us. We're about 40 minutes from there. So, um, we were able to be there and it was still kind of crazy at the hospital because they have a lot of COVID rules still, Mm -hmm. but, um, and I feel like they were, they were a little bit more strict on their rules at this hospital. And so she could only have one person in the C-section with her. And so she ended up asking me to go in. And so I did. And then Charlie had to come in during visiting hours. So, um, he was there just not immediately at the birth. And then after he came a few hours later, but, Mm -hmm. and of course we thought she was going to be a boy. So that was crazy. You know, we, we get there and C-section happens and she's a girl, but super exciting surprise. So I remember that. So um, for those listening, I follow Kristen on Instagram. That's how we connected. And I remember, you know, seeing that she had been matched and everything. And then all this talk about this baby boy, I saw y'all with his name and everything. And then I got really confused because <laughs> all of a sudden I missed the post that you made about her being a girl. And all of a sudden I just see on your stories, this girl. And I was like, I mean, maybe that's her niece, but She's just really proud for an aunt. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen an aunt post this many. What's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I ended up going to your profile. I was like, oh, because I was like, where did where did the baby boy go? But it all clicked. Um, was yeah. that a that was a surprise? Huge. I mean, the whole the whole like staff was surprised. The delivery staff. They were like, I mean, we were in the C section, and of course, and birth mom thought it was going to be a girl really from about a week. And it was funny because me and Charlie both had separate instances where we had this thought of, Oh my gosh, what if it's a girl? Like for real, I had a dream the night before we went in and we were in, me and her were in the delivery room. She was getting the C-section, everything. And they were like, it's a girl. And I was like, Oh no, there's no, and I told Charlie the next morning, like, Oh my gosh, I think it's going to be a girl. Like, this is going to be crazy. And he was like, Oh my gosh, I had the same thing. Like I was driving and I had this thought of like, this could happen. Like, I mean, it was just, it was just kind of crazy, but, um, and then it did, I mean, the exact way I dreamed it, it happened. And yeah, I mean, all the staff was like, wait, wasn't it supposed to be a boy? And I was like, (laughs) it was, but we are super excited. I mean, either way we were so happy and didn't matter, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, we were super excited, but we had picked literally a girl name the night before and grabbed one set of like girl onesies. Cause I was like, it probably won't happen. I mean, I guess it could, it won't. So I was like very little prepared, but <laughs> it was still exciting. So, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And so exciting. Um, so I think you've already kind of answered this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Um, what kind of road bumps or obstacles happened that you didn't expect 
besides, you know, it's a girl. (laughs) Yes. Yes. At the very end, that was crazy. But I think during, it was more of, um, we didn't expect it to be that slow. Like it was very, it was a very slow process and mostly due to COVID, a lot of it due to COVID. Um, but we weren't expecting that. Like when we started, I mean, people had been getting matched with this agency in like eight months. And so we were like, oh my gosh, eight months, we could have a baby in eight months. That's crazy. And so we get around eight months and then we get to the year and we were like, okay, this is, this is not going to happen. Like, it's just, you know, and you, you know, a lot of times you just keep thinking like, there's no way this is going to happen. Like how is somebody out of all of these people that she sees all these you know, adoptive family she sees going to pick us. Like mm-hmm. there's no way. I mean, there was a bunch of families because there weren't a bunch of expectant moms kind of coming through the system. So like, you know, we were all just kind of waiting together. And so we were like, there's no way. I mean, she's going to look at 20 profiles and be like, not even remember ours, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was one of the biggest, I think, obstacles, just like, and just completely relying on the Lord. Like, you know, we were like, you know, we have to give it to him. Like he knows what's going to happen. He knows the plan. We don't. And of course, you know, we're not supposed to, but, um, we're human and we want to know, we want to plan. We want to have all the things, you know, but of course he knows best. And so I think that was the main thing was like, just rely on him and it'll happen. And I think the other thing was, you know, you look into adoption and you're like, and a lot of people say this, like the cost of adoption, can be a turnoff. You know, it's a very, like, it can deter you from adopting because it's just like, there's no way. And so I just remember like looking at some of these when we first started, I mean, some of them were in the 60,000s and I was like, there is no way we can ever fundraise that much money or even get grants. I mean, I was like, this is going to take us three years to even do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that was one of the biggest, I think when, at first it was kind of, it depended on the agency we got matched with. So it was like, it could be 60, it could be 30, it could be 40. So our goal was 50. And just because it was kind of in the middle Mm -hmm. of all of these different agencies. And so once we um, ended up going with LifeTree in Dallas in January of 2022, they were a set cost of 37,000. So we had already done, we had already almost reached that money by that time. And so it took us about a year to fundraise and get grants and scholarships for, we had about 34 at that time. And I think that was one of the biggest things too, was like just trusting that the Lord will provide. And, um, it was hard because we were like, I don't even know what 37,000 looks like. I mean, oh my gosh, that is insane. Like there's no way, but, um, he provided, I mean, people are so generous and it was just incredible to see how it all happened. And I mean, we did probably 10 plus fundraisers mm-hmm. and we knew we had to, we knew every month we were going to have to do at least one. And, and that's kind of what they suggest too. And, but yeah, he provided and it's, it's amazing just to look back and see, you know, how far we came from nothing mm-hmm. to $37,000. So yeah. I didn't even realize you could get scholarships and grants for adoption. Yeah. A lot of people don't. And so we immediately, you know, when we had asked some friends and some people, we got a church one, our church does one. And so, um, we immediately were like, what did y'all do? Like, how, how did y'all find these or what do you look at? And, um, so we, we got three, I think it was three or four different ones. So, um, it was amazing. I mean, they were all 5,000 plus 
And it really, I mean, it really helped of course, with raising that money. Cause of course we would not have been able to do it if we didn't get those. So, um, yeah, it was, it's a huge resource and it really does help. Yeah. And like you said, the Lord provided. Yes. Uh, I think that's like a good, so far from what I've learned from your story, that's like a good like theme throughout your whole journey, the pregnancies, the miscarriages, the road through adoption. What was your relationship with Christ? Like, um, I, you know, of course, every, when you go through stuff like that, of course, it's a little rocky. Cause you're just like, why is this happening? You know, how, how does this happen to me? You know? And, um, but I think it brought us closer. I think it definitely, my relationship with the Lord strengthened through that. Um, and just, of course, like I said, just relying on him. Um, I'm very, I'm a, I'm a six on the Enneagram. So I'm a very like worrier. I'm a, you know, I, I worry about everything. So that's like, that's how I am. And so constantly Charlie be like, you know, you've, you've got to rely on him. You've got to trust that this is going to happen. It's going to happen not on our time, of course, but it's going to happen. And I'm a planner. I wanted to plan everything. I wanted to have everything set and like know exactly what's happening. And, um, but I feel, I feel like definitely my relationship with the Lord was strengthened through these last few years, um, through this process. And, you know, it was definitely bumpy at times, but I feel like in the end, it was definitely strengthened through that. Yeah. So would you say that your relationship with Christ is closer now than it was at the beginning of this process? Yeah, I definitely would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. (laughs) That's good. That's good. (laughs) People could easily go through these kind of trials and push away. But um, so did any particular passages of scripture maybe stick out or help you in this journey? I wouldn't necessarily say like a specific one, but I just think in general, like our, the whole theme of the whole thing was just like relying on the Lord, just like trusting completely in him. Because like I said, I'm a very, like, I want to handle it myself. I want to do everything myself and have it planned. And my husband is not that way. He's very much like, whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, the Lord has it, he's got it. So, you know, he was also husbands would get along. Yeah. <laughs> yes, probably so. A little He's annoying when, when they do that. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you know, of course at the beginning I'm like, babe, no, like there's just no way, like there's no way this is going to happen. Like I'm looking, I'm just thinking of everything like $37,000. Oh my gosh. And like, it's never going to happen. But he was a constant, like, no, you've got to rely on the Lord. You've got to look back at that, you know? And so it was a constant, like just making sure he was the center of everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he was, and that's, we wanted it to be that way. We wanted him to, he knew the plan and we wanted to trust in that plan. So I think, you know, not a specific passage per se or scripture, but, um, just in general, like in the whole Bible, just relying on Mm -hmm. the Lord and trusting in him during that whole process. Well, and that's, That's good. That's good that that was what y'all kept clinging to and coming back to. Um, And I know I didn't ask you this question ahead of time, so it may take you Mm -hmm. a second to think about. um, But how was yours and Charlie's relationship through this whole process, including before you started the adoption process and then throughout? I definitely think, I mean, the same kind of with um, my relationship with the Lord. I think it was strengthened. I think it brought us closer um, because I am that person that wants to plan everything and wants to, you know, have the answers. But he's very much no, like the Lord has the answers. You don't need to worry about it. And, um, I definitely think it brought us closer. It was definitely rocky at times, of course, but just with me not wanting to trust and not wanting to rely every single moment of my life. But, um, you know, he was, it definitely brought us closer because he was the one specifically who was always like, no, we've got to, we've got to rely on the Lord. We've got to trust in him. 
he's going to provide for this. He's it's going to happen. It might not look like it now, you know, it looks like, oh my gosh, we're probably three years away from even Mm -hmm. thinking about getting matched. But, um, ultimately if that's the plan, that's the plan, that's how it's going to happen. And it's not our plan. And so, um, I definitely think, it definitely, it brought us closer for sure. I mean, of course going in, you never, you never really know the process. You don't know how this is really going to pan out or what it's going to look like, you know? And so we went in like blindly, like, I don't know, but, and I had worked some in adoption and foster care and some stuff. And so I kind of had seen it, but he hadn't, you know, like he had, he was like, I have no idea how this is going to go down. And so, um, just relying on each other too, just, you know, trusting each other and being there for each other during hard times. And, um, so I think that's kind of, it definitely brought us closer and strengthened our relationship for sure. That's amazing. That's exactly what you would want out of this process. Um, so a little fun question. Um, what has it been like adjusting to mom life since bringing Lucia home two and a half months ago? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, um, of course you never know what that's going to look like either, but she's a very calm, chill, relaxed baby. So, um, it's been great. I mean, everything I've dreamed of it's, it's fun. It's of course the beginning, you know, was like, you don't sleep at all, (laughs) but, um, you get used to it. You know, I was like, you know, five hours of sleep a night is great. I'm like, I'm thriving right now. So um, that changes like used to, it's like, that's not enough. And now you're like, Oh my gosh. So I was like, I was one of those people that was like, I have to sleep eight hours. I have to. And now I'm like, five hours is great. If I got five, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing great. So um, it's been awesome. I mean, it's been super fun in my family. You know, she's the first granddaughter and first girl, you know, so my parents were like super thrilled and so excited and my sisters. So it's been really fun. Yeah. yeah. And you, you've just recently gone back to work. I did. Yes. Last week was my first week. So, um, I'm a teacher of three, three-year-olds. So I'm pre-K, um, in the district. So, yeah, it was crazy, but it's been fun. It's been an adjustment for sure. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, taking her to a little in-home daycare, there's five other kids. So, um, just, you know, we're, we're getting used to it, but it's going to take some time. So yeah. <laughs> it's another adjustment, but y'all yes. get through that for sure. So to kind of close this out, obviously this isn't the journey that you expected to go on. You know, you were planning on adoption, but not for your first child. Um, and was much different than how you expected it to go on, but what would you say has been the most impactful part of your journey? I would say just the generosity and the people that we've met through this process, um, that we wouldn't have met, you know, otherwise, like we are really through our fundraisers, like we've done a lot of public fundraisers where, um, they, we've been able to meet a lot of these people. Like we've done garage sales, we've done craft sales. We've done a lot of stuff where we've been out with a bunch of people and, um, just meeting them and hearing their stories. And a lot of them have adopted or, you know, been in that process or foster care, you know? And so it was really cool to just hear other people's stories and Mm -hmm. what they've gone through. And, um, just to see, really the Lord provide for all of this, because, you know, looking at it in the beginning, it's like, there's no way. And, mm-hmm. uh, just seeing, just seeing like through looking back at the whole thing, um, now that we're here, just looking back and seeing how he did, I mean, he completely provided the whole way. Um, even when we thought, you know, we wouldn't meet a deadline or we wouldn't meet a fee, you know, when we we're supposed to, and, um, he did, you know, and, and people are so generous and so, so nice and kind. And, um, 
I think that's probably the most impactful thing mm-hmm. that we've seen. So, yeah. And I love what you said about like, you know, seeing it all come together. It's so cool when we get to the end of a challenging time and you're able to step back and see, oh, so this is why that happened. And this did work together. And he did actually have a plan, <laughs> even though it wasn't mine. Yeah. Um, but it is so good to talk to you. And it's been so fun watching you become a mom to Lucia. Um, and I, I am excited to watch that journey continue. Thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your story with us. Of course. Thank you so much. It was such a joy. I loved, I loved chatting about adoption. Thanks for tuning in to the Purpose Through Pain podcast today. I pray that you're walking away from this episode with hope and trusting God with whatever comes next for you or whatever you're walking through right now. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. And if you ever have any questions or have a topic that you want me to discuss, just shoot me a DM over on Instagram at katrina.r95. I hope I'll see you next week. And until then, remember that your pain isn't pointless and God's got a beautiful purpose all planned out just for you.